What's up, what's up? We back with another episode of Talking to Myself Very Well podcast. This is Jalen Walker recording this podcast. And I'm here to talk about some hoops, talk about th- this big uh this big Drake 21 Savage uh album that's about to drop. Um I mean we're like I'm pretty sure everybody has played like four or five games in the season at least, like at least four games in the season right now. So there's some teams that, you know, talk about a little bit. Still don't want to get ahead of myself talking about MVP ladder and all that kind of stuff. But there's some things to talk about in the NBA right now. And I'm loving the season right now. I think this season going to be like last, like last season was a great season to me. Like I love last NBA season. It was a lot of entertaining stuff that happened where guys take a step forward. So you got multiple players that could have won most improved. Like it was just a fun season last season. So there's things to talk about. But before I get to that, um, you can listen to this podcast on all uh, platforms for podcasts, Spotify, Apple. Um, I'm one, I'm going to transition to YouTube and like add video to the podcast. I think that would be dope. You know, me personally, I like watching podcasts as well as listening. So, you know, um, I definitely want to transition into that um, and possibly have people with me on, you know, give their opinions. I know that goes against the name of the podcast, talking to myself, but I just really want to, you know, connect with other people, hear different voices, you know, like outside of just hearing my same voice over and over for every episode, you know, to hear somebody else talk, you know, not to make arguments, you know, we ain't ESPN, but like just to hear, you know, other opinions and other thoughts, you know, someone can always give, you know, a opinion on something and then that leads to a 20 minute conversation or something. You know, I just love going on, going on those type of tangents and those type of, you know, back and forth. So I want to get into that, but uh, you can get your podcast, whatever uh, platform you like to listen to podcasts. Um, Again, thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate everyone that clicks on the podcast and listens. And even if it's for five minutes, even if it's for your lunch break, if it's for, you know, 10 minutes, you're playing a game, you want to listen to somebody talk this particular topic about this team or whatever it is, you're listening to the podcast. And I appreciate that. But first, I want to talk about this Drake and 21 Savage uh, album that's supposed to be dropping. Um, I guess it's called Her Loss. What's that? The title of that album is very interesting, right? Because it's like her loss. Like that sounds like a Drake type of uh, a Drake type of album, you know, title, not Twenty One Savage, but her loss. Like to be honest, I don't expect them to talk about women, you know, throughout the album. I expect them to talk about, you know, the stuff they talk about on Night Talk, stuff they talk about on, you know, uh, Jimmy Cooks, like Ops, and you know, what I mean, and ride it down on people and people out to get them and talk about money and talk about cars and you know what I mean? Like I expect them to talk about the, the stuff 21 Savage typically talks about. And I can't wait for this. I really cannot wait for this. I saw somebody talk about how the title of this album, uh, Drake's last album was called Honestly Nevermind. And then Honestly Nevermind combined with this title, Honestly Nevermind, Her Loss. Or Her Loss, Honestly Nevermind. I don't know. But I definitely get the feeling like, because we'll probably never actually know because artists don't do interviews like that, especially artists like Drake, you know what I mean? But I'm interested to know, like, what's the time frame in which the songs that are on this album was recorded? Like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't recorded after, honestly, never mind. I, I'm guessing they already have songs in the tuck for like a while. And then they added songs in the last few months, you know, recorded in the last few months, some records together. I'm very excited, though. I'm a big 21 Savage fan. I'm, you know, Drake is one of my favorite artists. And I like the chemistry that they got. Like, out of the Drake possible collab albums, Drake Party Next Door, Drake Little Baby, 
Drake, uh, another Drake Future album, and Drake 21 Savage, I think Drake 21 Savage will be my pick for the one that I would want the most. Because we got so many Drake Future songs. I mean, Drake Rick Ross got a lot of records, which is why I kind of don't really... I'm not really that interested in that. And plus, Ross hasn't, Ross isn't really in his prime right now. Like, Ross isn't trash. He's not whack. He'll never be whack. But, like, he's not really in his bag right now. 21 Savage, I think, is in his prime right now. Like, you listen to his features, he's in his bag. He's, he's in his prime right now. So, I, I'm just really interested. I know what I'm going to get out of it. Which, you know, with a Drake Future, they got a little bit more diversity. Like, more different pockets they can get into. Different types of beats they can, you know, do. But I'm really interested in this 21 Savage album. And it's kind of surprising, right? Because I, I saw, um, of course, academics talk about how Drake, like he was hitting that Drake dropping something. And I kind of didn't really believe it fully. But I'm like, okay, it's probably another Scary Hours. You know, Drake likes to put out those, you know, small EPs and stuff. But Drake has been producing a lot of music. You know, granted, Drake all, like... Drake has Drake has a formula. He's not really changing his songwriting. He's not changing his you know what he raps about. He's constantly putting out this music. That's why. But the music is good. And you know what? I'm cool with Drake. Not like first, I was with people where it's like I want something different from Drake. I want Drake to take some time away, really come up with something different, really try to just be more refreshing. But now I'm at that point where maybe Drake just isn't that. I don't want to use the word capable, but for lack of a better word, maybe Drake just isn't capable of really giving us much different than what he always gives us. And what he always gives us, I mean, at the end of the day, is good music, is good hooks, is, you know, good rapping over, you know, good beats. He's going to rap about the same stuff. He's going to he's going to use the same flows and everything, but it's good at the end of the day. And if you're a big Drake fan like me, let's just rock with that. Like, we can ask for Kendrick to take time off and give us something different. And Kendrick can do that, and it's going to work. Drake might not be that type of rapper. Why not just accept who he is and take the music that he gives us? You know what I mean? McDonald's isn't made to give you, you know, super well-cooked, different types of fancy meals. They're here to give you nuggets, fries, a Big Mac. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they're here to give you. And, you know, so that's kind of how I view Drake, you know, like, and it doesn't make Drake lesser of an artist. I love Drake as much as any other, you know, artist right now. So it's like, it is what it is. I'm starting to change how I view basically what I want from Drake as an artist. Maybe what he's doing is completely fine in my opinion. So uh, features, I don't know really. Like I, I would guess, I mean, YSL is down and while artists are going through Rico's, you, you kind of don't want it like business wise and also just their future. You don't want them to put out another record and they rapping about shooting people on the song while they fighting for their life, while they fighting to get out of jail. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to do that. So a lot of times where artists are facing Rico charges or serious stuff like what YSL is facing, you kind of don't want to drop something. But I'm expecting either Gunner or Thug to be on the album for sure. I know Future's going to be on the album. Drake can't help himself from working with Future. They got that type of relationship. I don't really know outside of that. Maybe like a nudie or something like that. I could see that. Like, I really don't know. I would love to hear Cole on the album. We've been waiting for another Drake Cole song for a minute, and then Drake and Twenty One already got that chemistry. That would be fire. That would be that. To be honest, I would take just that feature alone for the whole album because I'm not expecting for it to be a long album. Like probably be like ten songs, ten to twelve songs on the album, right? So a couple features is cool with me. Couple features, but 
I'm actually wanting them to stay in one pocket the entire album. I really don't need them to try to do the girl song or try to do the, you know, radio R&B, a little bit slower type of song. Like, no, give us 12 Knife Talk, 12 Sneaking, give us 12 songs of, you know what I mean, of Jimmy Cooks. Like, give me that for 12 songs, 11, 12 songs. I'm cool with that. Does it, it doesn't have to be the album where you're trying to be different, where you're trying to like, I'm cool with them because they're gonna pick good beats. Drake just knows how to pick good beats, and Twenty One does as well. So, you know, like I expect some Metro on the album, of course. But producers, I mean, I don't really know. Really, like it could be you know whoever, like Forty could be on the album. Who you know who knows really? But I'm definitely hyped and excited for that album, man. Definitely, like I'm definitely excited for this album. I don't really know if there's anything else to really get to when talking about the album, really. Um. I will say those those uh Taylor Swift numbers are crazy. By the way, a million like I heard she put out like multiple different versions of the album, which is kind of a little crazy, a little nasty to do. That's one of them, you know, industry tricks, one of those industry games that she's playing. But I mean, to her credit, though, still a lot of artists could try to do what she did, and they won't come close to that number. I mean, a lot of big artists could try to do that, and they won't come close to a million. So at the end of the day, she still has a very, very, very big fan base. You have to give her credit for that. That's crazy. I never thought we would see that number. I mean, in the day and age where Beyonce's doing like, what, she do like 300-something first week? Taylor Swift doing 1 million? Now, granted, I know it's not the same type of, you know, one album type of thing. I'm just saying like, in a day and age where you see artists doing 50K first week, 40K first week, Migos doing 20, 30K first week, that's crazy from, from uh, Taylor Swift. Like, I didn't know she was like that, moving units like that still, you know, not because I thought she lost her fan base, but because, you know, I'm not in that world, so I don't know if she has a big song out right now. And I don't know just how you could even still do that kind of number first week in this day and age of streaming and how albums are being looked at, you know, in terms of moving units, you know. So look to uh, Little Baby selling over 200K. I don't really care that much about first week numbers, but for artists like Little Baby, you really get to see where he's at right now and compared to his peers. Not like Drake and Cole and Kendrick, but like his peers, like the Gunners and, the, you know, I mean, Thug isn't really that much of his peer. But you get what I'm saying, like uh, the babies and Megs, uh, you know, a whole lot of rappers. You get to see where he's at, you know. Only a few rappers can even sell over 200K in this day and age. So salute the little baby. Uh, the album was cool. I still haven't listened to the whole thing, to be honest with you. I'm not that big of a little baby fan. It just sounded like typical little baby. I'm not going to get mad at it. Like, again, I don't need little baby to grow as an artist. It would be nice. I think he could benefit from it. But I don't need him to really grow as an artist. And by the way, he sold over 200K without really... Is there really like a big hit record off the album right now? Like, Future Numbers made sense because Wait For You went crazy. This album, I don't really know if he has a Wait For You, like a big hit record so far. I'm sure the songs are streaming well because the album just dropped. But is there like a hit record really on the album? I don't really know. But uh, salute the little Baby. Getting to... This uh album, um, uh, the NBA, I saw recently the uh, Warriors lost last night. And people were talking about how Klay Thompson and Devin Booker was talking trash to each other. I'm cool with it at the end of the day. Devin Booker, he's a great player. He was having a great game. He should be able to talk back to Klay. But Klay Thompson can also say, I got four rings. Like, 
people don't like it. Like some people don't like it because he's not the number one option on the Warriors teams. But hold on. I know Clay isn't typically good in the finals, and I've been one of the people to say that. But he did contribute still. Like people gotta stop acting like the finals is the only like people only talk about the finals when it comes to the Warriors. They completely disregard they did it for years with Steph where he doesn't have a finals MVP, so you just disregard the conference finals. You disregard his numbers in the second round. You disregard his numbers in the first round. Like, the playoffs are more than just... There's three rounds you have to win just to get to the finals. People, I, I don't know. And Clay Thompson contributed. That 40-point game versus OKC, they don't get to the finals without that clutch performance from Clay Thompson. 2019 finals, he was the best player for the Warriors that series. They would have won that finals if Clay stayed healthy. He didn't get injured that third quarter. So like, let's not like, let's be like, put some respect on Clay Thompson's name. He is the reason why people lost their minds when KD joined the Warriors. It's because Steph Curry was the best point guard in the league. Clay Thompson was a top three shooting guard in the league. Like, let's respect that. The Splash Brothers, they were the best backcourt in the NBA. Like, let's not do that. Like, let's put respect on, on, on Clay Thompson. There's a reason why the Warriors was this was this team that everybody was crying over when KD joined them because it wasn't just Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, uh, Steph Curry and Draymond. He was joining. He was joining Steph Curry, Draymond, and Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, when he's hot, it's only been a few players that can get hot like Clay Thompson. We haven't seen it in a while. I know. But even last playoffs against uh, Memphis, he had that game six against Memphis. Oh, was that Dallas? Memphis were Dallas. He had that great game six. I think it was against, uh, yeah, I think it was against both teams. I think Memphis, he had a great game six. And then Dallas, he had a great game. He had, he had an even better game six against Dallas in the conference finals to get them to the finals. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, Dallas, it wasn't a game six. It was, it was 4-1. So maybe it was game five, Clay. I forget, but I know game six against Memphis, he played really well. So, like, let's put respect on Klay Thompson's name. 37 points in the quarter. You might not ever see that again. 37 points in one quarter, bro. Like, come on. Klay Thompson contributed a lot to those Warriors teams. People people, people were real funny. They use Klay Thompson to discredit Steph when they want to throughout the years. Oh, Steph doesn't have to try on defense. He's not guarding Russell Westbrook. It's Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson, he's so important as a warrior. So now Klay Thompson deals with a couple of big injuries. He's still working himself back, clearly. And y'all use this to take advantage and slander him, you know, but I don't want to focus on it too much. I think I just think both guys are fair and they trash talk. I liked it. Um, going to stay defense has to get together, though, for real. Because I know you lost Gary Payton, who was like their best perimeter defender outside of like uh, Wiggins. But defensively, th the team is mostly the same, right? Steph, Poole, Wiggins, Draymond, uh, Clay is back. I know Clay isn't the same defender that he was, but Clay, you have mostly the same team back. Avon Looney, these guys had to get better. Wiseman has to grow defensively. I know he's still young and he's going to take his losses, but he has to grow on that end of the court. Um, Steph has to be better on defense. All these guys had to be better on defense. Draymond isn't starting off as great as he was. Like before Draymond got injured last regular season, he was a contender to be defensive player of the year. So we need to see that Draymond again for the Warriors. Um, do I think they'll be able to get it together? Of course. Uh, it's still very early in the season. I don't think I'm worried. Like a team that I am worried about is the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons, man. Like what's. <sighs> It's crazy because Ben Simmons coming out of LSU, I was I was a big fan of Ben Simmons. I thought that he could be a great, like, 
Ben Simmons still, like, there's no excuse you can't average 20 a game. I don't care what nobody said. Ben Simmons should be able to average 20 a game. I know in Philly he was kind of close to that number. Forget that. You was the number one pick. You getting paid big money. Average 20 a night. Because KD and Kyrie's going to need that, by the way. They're, they're going to need that. Claxton isn't really a scorer for real. Joe Harris is, you know, hot and off, you know, hot and cold. Patty Mills can get hot, but not most nice. He's going to score the ball really like that. Ben Simmons, we're looking at you. You're, you're going to have to add scoring to that team. Teams don't have to respect you as a playmaker if they don't respect you as a, as a scorer. Ben Simmons, you're too talented. You have to get it together. Now, it's still very early in the season. I'm not about to yell and be angry at him like other people are. But he has to get better. He has to get better. And Brooklyn, I've been saying they're not contenders. Just, they're not as good as Milwaukee, not as good as Boston. I do not think they beat Toronto in a seven-game series still. I do not think they beat uh, Philly in a seven-game series. That's four teams. I do not think in Miami. Those are five teams, maybe Miami this season. But those those four teams, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, I do not think Brooklyn beats in a seven-game series. So we'll see what happens with that team. But defensively, they have to get better, and Ben Simmons just has to step up. It's really that simple. Um, I seen them really being like a six seed in the East, maybe like right out, like barely avoid the play in, but they might be in the play in again to be honest. They might be a seven, eight seed legit because they're going to be a 500 ball club. They're going to win three straight games, then lose two games, then win another couple games, then lose another few games after that. They're going to have a lot of 10 game stretches where they go six and four. Like they're going to be that type of team, five and five. And that makes you a 500 ball club. I don't see them as a 51 team this season, especially when you consider the injuries that Ben Simmons might sit out some games or Kyrie might sit out some games. You know how it happens in the NBA. KD has missed some games these past couple of seasons. So we'll see what happens with Brooklyn. Um, that's a team. I mean, they're entertaining a watch because Kyrie and KD, of course. But outside of that, we're going to have to see more from that squad. Steve Nash, get it together. I, I, I'm somebody that's a that's a Steve Nash fan. People like are hard on Steve Nash as a coach, which I understand. But as a player, I, I was always a fan of Steve Nash. People criticize him. Oh, he's not, he's an undeserving two time MVP, and guys from that era don't respect him. And that's their that's their opinion. But Steve Nash is Steve Nash was a hooper, but that's besides the point. Um, I think next I want to get to man. It's like so. So stressful to talk about, but the Lakers played the Nuggets today, right? And that game is going to be entertaining because the Lakers Lakers are the funniest team in the NBA. They're easily, from Pat Beverly out there to when LeBron gets mad at his teammates, to them having a lead and blowing the lead, to them not guarding Russell Westbrook, shooting the ball. They're just a funny team, and their fan base is like they react so funny to everything, whether it's something positive or negative. They're just a funny fan base. And it's going to be interesting. Do they win tonight? I'm going to go with no. I do not think they win tonight. I think they're going to lose actually kind of big tonight. I think they do for a big loss. They didn't lose big to the award. Well, they, yeah, they did. Actually, take that back. But to uh, the Clippers in Portland, they didn't lose big. They really should have won that Portland game. I thought they was going to win that game. I think they kind of do for a big loss. I think Yoke is going to have a big, big, I'm talking about like a 35-point night, and they're going to lose kind of big tonight. I will say Anthony Davis, I saw Stephen A. talking about how what has happened to AD 
He was talking about how he, I had him in my top seven, which I don't know why you would even have. Stephen A just be talking. Why would AD ever be in your top seven these past couple of seasons? But he said he was in my top seven and what happened. But I'm going to defend Anthony Davis here and say he's been he started the season off with the right kind of energy. I need more points from AD. I need him to have that 35 point game because literally that's what you're going to need. I mean, you're getting pay- first of all, even if the Lakers roster wasn't as not well put together as it's not well put together still Anthony Davis even on the good teams John Morant has to have them nice when he has 38 points even on good teams Luka has to have them nice when he has 35 even on good teams Steph Curry has to have nice when he has 35 points AD especially when you're on a bad team like the Lakers we're going to need you to have 35 and I'm not asking too much for Anthony Davis when I ask that he was one of the top five-ish best players in the NBA just a few seasons ago. He was literally winning a championship with LeBron. He was arguably the best big man in the NBA at a certain point in his career before Giannis became Giannis. We're not asking too much out of AD to give us that. And he has all the talent as, like Ben Simmons, a former number one pick in the draft. We're going to need nights when you put up 35 now, he is still starting the season off very well. That's not me criticizing him right now. I'm talking about the future. For the Lakers to win certain games, AD has to go off. He has to take over the fourth quarter scoring the ball. That's not asking. When you got Anthony Davis, that's what you expected from him. Now you especially expect it from him when the past couple of seasons he's been disappointing. He hasn't been giving Lakers what they would want for him to give. Whether that's because of injuries or not, he when Anthony Davis has been on the court these past couple of seasons, he's not been at the level playing that he should be at. So especially when you haven't been performing that great the past couple of years, we're going to need certain nights where you have 35, where you have 38, 37 points. You know, so look out for those type of nights. For, I mean, tonight will be a great night for that, for, for uh, Anthony Davis. It's still early in the season. You have your energy. You have your body's not going to get any better from this point on, right, we're going to need big nights from it. I mean, this is like your own three. You want to finally start off this road trip with a win or something, you know what I mean? So we'll see, but I just don't have the Lakers winning tonight, and I see that Russell Westbrook is unlikely to play, you know, which is, you know, something because one thing about Russ, while I always respect him, in the league where Kawhi's already sitting out games, where John Wall's already sitting out, I know those guys got injury history, but still, in the league where those guys are sitting out games, Russell Westbrook played like 75, 78 games last season. Like he played almost the entire regular season last year. So that's one thing I've expected about Russ. I think if he's not likely to play, he's literally not able to really play. That hamstring is really a problem. That's not excusing the terrible decision and the terrible shooting. We know Russ, even fully healthy, he's not going to shoot the ball well. I'm just saying that injury must be more real than I thought it was if he's sitting out tonight in a situation where they're on three to start the season. So we'll see what happens with the Lakers. Uh, it's going to be a very funny game. Expect Twitter spaces to go crazy. People love to laugh at the Lakers' expense, and Lakers fans love ranting and overreacting and going off at each other. So I'm very, very, very uh, looking forward to that. One thing I wanted to touch on was my Pistons, man. Like, huh, man, Pistons, Pistons. It's one thing that I'm worried about with, with uh, K now at this point. I'm, I'm not regretting us drafting K. K had a better first season than like a Jalen Green. But what I'm worried about a little bit is 
his ability to score the ball, like, will he ever be a 27-point-per-game kind of guy? Will he ever be a 25-a-night for the season type of guy? Like, as the number one pick, I think he should be able to be able to do that. I don't think I'm asking too much for him to be able to. Not now, granted. I'm not thinking of that right now. Even next season, you don't have to average that his third season. Even though, Just because Luka and, like, a John Morant and Trey Young are averaging 25, 27 a night their third season, don't mean I need that from K. I'm not holding them st- straight up to that standard. Luka is a once in a, you know what I mean? But with K, it's like I'm really projecting towards – Five years from now, really be that kind of, you know what I mean? Like, right now, I'm getting the feeling that Cade is more of a number two on a really, really great team than a number one. You know, and that's not really that much of a problem. Just because he was drafted number one, I would disagree with people that say that that's a problem. I don't think that that's necessarily a problem. You just have to draft, another, uh, you know, your number one. You know, like, Philly drafted Ben Simmons number one. Clearly wasn't the best player on a championship team. But they ended up getting Joel Embiid, who's a superstar, an MVP candidate. It didn't work out in Philly, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it, it just because K is the number one pick doesn't mean he has to be the number one on a championship kind of like great team. But we're going to have to get that number one kind of guy, you know. And granted, he's in the second season. That roster still doesn't have a lot of shooting. The roster, I mean, Isaiah Stewart, man, like. God bless him. He plays hard every night. He hit a big three. I mean, he hit that big, big dagger three the first game of the season versus Orlando, but he has to grow offensively. Killing Hayes, I- I've given up on Killing Hayes. I'm sorry. I just can't sit here and lie and act like I'm hopeful, act like I believe in him. I I, I would love, love to be wrong, but I just don't see it. He doesn't have the goods to really create on offense, to really hit shots consistently, to really, like, he's – a solid passer, and he has potential on defense. Those two things, he's not even elite at. He's, he's not an elite playmaker. He's not elite on de- on defense either. He he does nothing elite. That's a problem in the NBA. You need to at least be able to do one thing elite as the number seven pick in the draft. Like, you was a lottery pick, bro. And when you see Tyrese Halliburton going off in Indiana like he is, it's just, it, it, it gets you sad. But then again, if the Pistons drive Tyrese, do we get K? Like, you know, I don't like playing those mental games, but it's just like, man, Tyrese Halliburton is so nice, and he will be so good with the Pistons right now. But uh, we'll see what happens tonight. I, I know they play tonight. I forget who exactly. I think it's the Wizards they play tonight. I think or was that last game. Who did the Pistons play tonight? I'm going to predict if the Pistons win or lose tonight. I'm going to predict a Pistons win or loss tonight. Uh, I know last night we just lost to the Wizards. I forget their next game. Let me see the games for tonight. NBA games tonight. I see Philly getting in the win column recently. I knew, I knew, most likely they was gonna win that game. Um, Harden had started off the season well. The Blazers have started off the season really well. One thing I want to say about Simons, man, I did not expect Simons to really work out this well. Like, he skipped that whole college process, and I was really a little bit worried. I'm like, he has talent for sure, but I did not see him being this good of a scorer. Like, he's a legit bucket, man. He has moves, and he shoots the ball well. Like, he kind of reminds me of Poole in that way. A little bit of a better leaper than Poole. Um, not as fast as Poole. Not as, like, shifty as Poole. His handle isn't as, you know, uh, 
He doesn't have as many moves as Poole does, but in terms of like that young guard that can pass, that can shoot, that can get to the rim, that's quick, you know, like he reminds me of Poole in that kind of way. But Blazers starting off very well. I would love to see Dame be in the playoffs, you know what I mean, again, because Dame in the playoffs is just, just fun to watch. He's one of my favorite players in the league, period. Um, I saw uh, Zion deal with that big injury. Uh, not a big injury. He, you know, he played. You know, after he took that fall, but hopefully he can get back on the court because Zion is just entertainment. That dude is just a monster. The Pelicans are looking really good, man. I know I was a little bit like down on the Pelicans. I saw them kind of being around the same range in the Western Conference, like a play-in type of team. I, I might be wrong. They might be above a play-in team. You know, I mean, I knew that before the season started, but I'm really, really more leaning towards that side now. Um. I saw the T Wolves lose to the Spurs. The Spurs started off the season well as you know, but the Spurs are gonna tell off. Like they're gonna tell off. Portland might be able to hold up a little bit. The Spurs are gonna tell off. They're gonna be at the bottom of the West, I'm still predicting. I don't expect them to be in the play in and be in the playoffs. But nice for the Spurs, man. Uh the T Wolves I'm not a believer in towns and that go beer pairing. Offensively, defensively, I do not like that pairing between both of those two guys. I do not like it at all. And I just don't think they're consistent enough as a team. They're going to have some nights where Anthony Edwards look like he's ready to be that shooting guard in the West. Then you have certain nights where he doesn't look that good on offense. You have certain nights where Cat cannot miss a three to save his like He's hot from three. Do you have some nights where he's just out there? He's just looking for the ball and he's not really getting the ball like that or he's not really affecting the game, not dominating. They're just not consistent enough. I think that's one of the issues they have right now where Towns is a very good player, but he's not a superstar. Anthony Edwards is at that stage where he's a very good player, but he's not yet a superstar. You know, you don't have a Luka or a Ja who's going to produce Every single night, who's going to have an impact every, you know, Steph is going to have an impact every night. LeBron even, we see... LeBron has a bad first quarter, but trust, at the end of the game, he's going to have his points. He's going to put up 30, 8 and 8. He's going to put up 37 and 9. You know what I mean? Like, LeBron's going to have those type of nights. And then they don't have that superstar, you know. And we'll see what the team was. I do still expect them to be in the playoffs. I'm just saying, expect them to be like Brooklyn, where they're going to have those 10-game stretches where they go 500, where they're going to have 12-game stretches where they go 500, where they go 6 and 6, you know, so... That's a team to watch, um, for sure, because I'm a fan of Anthony Edwards. I don't dislike Cat the way other people do. People kill Cat and stuff, you know. I, I understand because he talk, you know, his voice is funny and he do goofy stuff on the court, but he's a baller. He can hoop, bro. He can hoop, for real. I was on that side that last season. He was still their best player throughout most of that season. I know a lot of people love Anthony Edwards because of his personality and, you know, he has a dog, you know, about him. You know, he's one of my favorite players to watch as well. But Cat was their best player last regular season. He had one of his best seasons in his career, you know. So I'm very interested in that team because they could either mess around and be an 8 seed or they could mess around and be a 5 seed in the Western Conference. Like, they're really one of those type of teams. And, you know, um, we'll see, though. We'll see. We have a good slate of games today. Like I said, uh, Pistons facing the Hawks, by the way. I have them losing that game. That next book, Nets and Bucks is going to be a very interesting game. I love that Nets and Bucks matchup. That's going to be a big game. I'm expecting, man, Katie and Giannis is one of my favorite matchups in the NBA. I love that back and forth between both of those guys. Even if they're not, of course, guarding each other throughout the entire game, they just always seem to have good. Like, remember last season, the Bucks uh, Nets game, the start of the season was one of the best games, I feel like. 
So, like, they just always seem to have good games. I don't know what it is about it. Um, any other games? Oh, yeah, Lakers, Nuggets. Like I said, I got the Nuggets. Uh, 76ers, Raptors. I'm going to go with the Sixers tonight. I think uh, NBA going to have, like, a big game finally. And, you know, uh, just – I don't really know what else I really want to talk about right now in the NBA, but definitely some storylines and some stuff going on. So can't wait to watch some NBA games tonight. Again, um, thank you for listening. My Twitter, NewJNUJAYYY, NUJAYYYY, three Ys on that. Um, thank you for listening. Appreciate you guys. One thing real quick for my battle rap uh, fans, battle rap nerds and stuff, BNT put out this top 50 list and it was a pretty, you know, people got mad about it just like every other list, especially in battle rap. But I will say this about BET. First of all, the list really wasn't a bad list. It, like like the heavy majority, of like 90% of that list was pretty on point. I didn't like when they talked about Surf. They had uh, Surf a few battles away from being top 10. He's not top 10 already? Surfing, like, we got to stop that. I saw one people, one person on Twitter say, Surf has lost way more battles than he's won. What? What are you talking about? That is a lie, sir. One day, I'm going to go through certain battle rappers' entire record, especially somebody like a Surf, because he, he only got like 30-some battles. I'm going to really go through the history. Y'all are wrong when y'all say that, by the way. Because even certain battles like a hollow, like a conceited battle, I could easily argue he won that battle. Big T is a classic battle. But I could argue, actually on the app, people have Surf winning that battle. So like years down a lot, like way, way, way years later, numbers don't lie. You can say whatever you want about the app. Or oh, the app is favoritism towards, safe, towards, towards Surf. Surf just has a fan base now. So they're going to, of course, say he won that battle. But the culture felt like he lost that battle when it happened. I know I can hear you talking already right now. But on the app, right now, Surf is beating Big T on that battle. And even back then, I could argue Surf won that battle. Like a lot of those losses y'all have, those are not clear L's. He only has but like the 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 clips, the lux, forty. He only has a few clear like clear L's. Most of those are like like Averb. Okay, that's like four battles. That's not more losses than wins, my nigga. That's not even close. He has way more wins than losses. Actually, when you look go through his record, y'all gotta stop just saying it. But whatever, who cares? Like I was saying, the list is mostly fine. The list is mostly fine. Like I do say, like people like Cassidy, people like Reed. Even though I'm not a big Cassidy fan, but like they were pioneers into getting people to watch battle rap. So on the greatest list, like this, this isn't my top 50 best battle rappers ever. That's a total different. Cassidy won't be on my top 50 best battle rappers. Hell no. I mean, he come back to battle rap and he's been trash since he's come back to battle rap. Sorry, Philly, but he's been trash. He was trash versus disaster. He won the battle, but he was trash. He was trash versus Hitman. He was trash versus Arsenal. He was trash versus Goods. Cassidy has been mostly not really good since he's come back to battle rap. But this isn't top 50 best list. This is a top 50 greatest list. On a top 50 greatest list, Cassidy has to make that list, bro. We're not doing that. He has to be on the list. Reed has to be on that list. Briz, I will put on the list. Now, granted, everybody's talking about who should make the list, but now who you have to take off. It's a top 50 list. It's not top 60, top 70. It's a top 50 list, which means that take somebody... To put somebody on the list, you have to take somebody off. I would take Av off. I would take Beat Out off. I think I'm not looking at the list when I said, uh, who else did I say I have to come off the list? Beat Out or oh, uh, Easy. Uh, those are three names right there. Those three names, Beat Out, 
I, I'll take them off. I'll put Cassidy there. Uh, Av, I will take off. I will put uh, Av. I will take off. I'll put Reed there. Easy to block captain. I will take off and I will put Briz. You know, but like it's a few like like Twerk would be on the list for me too. I know Twerk has his consistency issues. Like Chess and Twerk both are on the list probably because of their consistency. But I will put Twerk on the list, not Chess, because Twerk's impact like. Twerk impact, how many people was trying to do twerk when he came, like New Jersey twerk, everybody was copying his style, everybody was copying certain things that he was, like his 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 uh, voice and some of his bars and the mannerisms, like the gun hands on stage, you know, like the gun hands, you know, so like a lot of people was taking stuff from twerk, bro, we're not doing that, a lot of people was trying to be like him. We're not going to do that, bro. So it's like his influence like was a big wave in battle rap. And you just can't, and his skill set, because that was one of the criteria things, the person that made the list. It was longevity, criteria, strength of schedule. Well, Twerk has a strong strength of schedule. He's battled a lot of the best people ever. He's His skill set is unmatched. Like skill-wise, Twerk is one of the most skilled battle rappers. Like he's all around. He can perform, punchlines, wittiness, delivery, like... He, metaphors, imagery. He does all that type of stuff. Like he's one of the most skilled battle rappers. And impact, Twerk is in the top ten most impactful battle rappers ever. He, he top ten. Easy, bro. Easy. So it's like cause his influence and that, that whole wave that he had, you know, towards battle rap when he, you know, first started. So yeah, but most of the most of the list was fine. Most of the list was fine in my opinion. Most of those names will have to be on the list, you know? Even somebody like an Av and a T Top, while I would take them off the list and add Cassidy, add Reed, add you know uh, Twerk, add Briz over those type of people, you can still put T Top on the top fifty greatest battle rappers of all time. Again, I'm being objective. I'm not a big T Top fan, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I just wanted to wanted to nerd out a little bit and, and talk about that. I know I'm looking forward to uh, Geechee versus Mook on the URL uh, Homecoming card. That's gonna be uh a very hyped up battle, you know, but um, I just wanted to geek out at the end of the episode, talk, you know, some some battle rap for a few minutes, because that's a hot topic in the culture. And, you know, uh, again, you could be anywhere, but you're listening here. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm always appreciative of everybody that listens. We're going to be back for another episode. Uh, Lakers fans, I'm going to pray for y'all mental health. <laughs> and, uh, peace.